Fishing for a show aimed at the outdoor enthusiast? Tune in to Bass Pro Shops Outdoor World, Saturday at 10 a.m. and 5 p.m. Eastern on Rural Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 147, and on the Sirius XM app. Welcome in to Bass Pro Shops Outdoor World, brought to you by Bass Pro Shops. If you love fishing, hunting, and the great outdoors and want to make it even better, you're in the right place with host Rob Keck. Your adventure starts right here. Good morning and welcome, and thanks for tuning in to Bass Pro Shops Outdoor World, brought to you by Bass Pro Shops, where truly your adventure starts right here. I'm Rob Keck, your host, and it is great to be here with you on this wonderful Saturday and what an outstanding show we have for you today. Thanks for spending time with us right here. I want to tell you about how excited I am to have two wonderful ambassadors to the hunting and shooting sports on our show today. First, one of the biggest stars of the hunting world, Eva Shockey Brent, will be with us for the first part of the show. And then she'll be followed by the founder and the president of Shoot Like a Girl, Karen Butler. I can tell you, it's a Christmas gift for all of us. But before we meet Eva and Karen, I want to give out a big ho-ho-ho from Bass Pro Shops and Cabela's as we continue the celebration of Christmas of Santa's Wonderland at most all of our destination retail locations all across the United States and Canada. There are many free activities, treats for the kids, along with free pictures with Santa. You can take the kids, the grandkids, out to Bass Pro Shops and Cabela's and have free pictures taken with Santa. You don't want to miss this special Christmas event. Bring the kids out, shop for those gifts on everyone's Christmas list. And by the way, this is the 11th year of Santa's Wonderland, and your youngster could be the 11 millionth child to have their picture taken with Santa. And that's going to happen real soon. For more information about Santa's Wonderland, go to BassPro.com. Well, today, we're privileged to have with us one of the most talented, gracious, beautiful, and passionate hunters, or huntresses of our time. Eva Shockey Brent is, without question, and as Fox Business News stated, the new face of hunting. As the daughter of professional hunter and outdoor television producer and host Jim Shockey, Eva has been part of the outdoor industry, well, since she was born. And, and though her childhood dreams revolved around competitive dance, uh, she traded in her tutu for camo when she was 21 and has never looked back. Today, Eva combines her passion for hunting and conservation in her expeditions around the globe as a professional hunter and co-host of Outdoor Channel's Jim Shockey's Hunting Adventures. In 2014, Eva became the second woman ever ever to grace the cover of Field and Stream magazine almost 40 years after Queen Elizabeth was featured back in 1976. And among others, Eva has appeared on ABC's Nightline, and as I just mentioned, Fox Business News called her the new face of hunting. In 2015, she was featured alongside country music sensation Miranda Lambert in the award-winning Ram Trucks commercial, Courage is Already Inside, and in the August 2016 issue of Field and Stream, Eva was voted the most admired, prominent outdoors woman. Well, she's the wife, former professional hockey player Tim Brent, the mother to daughter Lenny Bow, and a new son Boone. And Eva continues to pursue her passion for hunting while balancing a family or lifestyle of organic eating and fitness, some of which you can catch on a new television show featured on Outdoor Channel, which some say. Well, maybe it takes her out of her comfort zone. I'm not so sure of that. But anyway, please help me welcome my good friend, fellow member of the Hunting and Shooting Sports Conservation Council, and a Cabela's ambassador, Eva Shockey Brent. Eva, welcome to Outdoor World. Thanks for joining us here today. Thank you for having me. That was quite the introduction, Rob. Well, you're quite the lady, and, you know, it's good to have <laughs> you with us. I want to wish you and your family a Merry Christmas, but, you know, I know your house it has to be full of excitement on the new arrival of Boone back in August, and certainly with little Lenny Bo. What's it like for you and Tim to manage two little ones and the demanding schedule of family life, the travel, hunting, television appearances, and more? How do you do that? 
<laughs> as you're listening, all those things is giving me anxiety. <laughs> I'll say in one in one word, it's chaotic. I've always run a pretty organized ship around I, my life. I just have to do that because we're so busy. But I've learned really quickly as we add more babies to the family. I mean, you can only be as organized as you can try. And after that, you kind of just throw in the towel and you roll with the punches. But it's really fun. We have, like you said, we have a three-month-old baby and then we have a two-and-a-half-year-old sassy pants little toddler. And we're just I mean, we're loving it. This is my dream. I was sitting there at four in the morning this morning feeding my baby who does not sleep through the night. And I was sitting there and at first I caught myself being like, oh, I'm so tired. And then I was like, you know what? This is literally what I've dreamt of my entire life, having a family, living in the country, having a job that I love and a husband that I love. Like, do not complain. So that I think is the ultimate end goal is that that's what you've always dreamed of so just appreciate the small moments and even though sometimes it looks a little crazy and you're stressed out or tired like in the big picture this is god gave you this that you asked for and you better you better do good with it <laughs> well your schedule busy and full what advice would you give to parents who have a busy lifestyle maybe similar to yours and handle all those family duties work responsibilities and yet still have time to hunt what advice would you give to them? You know, I think I think making you prioritize the things that are most important because you can often let other things clutter your day and every half an hour you give away to things that aren't important to you is a half an hour out of your 24 hours and that goes real quick when you start doing that. And so we just try to make sure we're spending our time doing the things that we love. So for us, family is number one appreciating each other, spending time together, being outdoors. So every single day, no matter how busy we are and how many things I need to do inside, we are always making an effort to get outside, bring our kids outside, get some fresh air, shoot our bows, go on adventures, pick up leaves and sticks with our toddler, you know, just that kind of thing. Um, and just like I said, just be appreciative of what you have and do not compare yourself to someone else or to another family. That's the thing I've learned. Number one is that our lives look different than my neighbor's lives or my best friend's lives. And they're happy with their way that they're doing it. We're happy with ours. And you just have to appreciate everyone's looks different and everyone can do it differently. And we're all just doing our very best to make it, make it well, as seamless and as positive as we possibly can. Well, you've got a great handle on it. I think you had those priorities perfectly arranged. And, uh, well, you answered really my next question. But uh, here in the last 40 seconds or so, how does uh, – your dad, how does Jim plan on introducing uh, those young ones, those children to the outdoors, to hunting and fishing? Oh, we're all kind of on the same boat that is just getting them out there every single day. You don't wait till they're 10 years old to bring them on a week-long trip. Like, like, go outside with them every day, teach them to love nature, show them how fun adventures can be, and he's been the same. We just jump in every time he comes to visit. He takes Lenny in his arms, and they go out on a hike or go out and find animals or whatever that Bubba does with his little granddaughter, and she just loves every minute. So that's, I think that's the key. It's just starting slowly and they'll love, they'll love it just naturally as they get older. Well, perfect. I know what it's like. I've got some grandkids too. And I know Jim and, and your mother love it as well. And look, we're going to take our first break. Folks, when we return, going to pick up where we left off right here with Eva. And I'm Rob Keck, your host here in Bass Pro Shops Outdoor World. Thanks for joining us. And we will be right back. We are the young minds that will shape tomorrow's world. But today, the world is in your hands. What's your vision for the future? Since 1937, Ducks Unlimited has been the world leader in wetlands and waterfowl conservation. And we've had the same vision for the future for more than 75 years. A future with clean water, abundant wildlife, plenty of places to enjoy nature, and wetlands, sufficient to fill the skies with waterfowl today, tomorrow, and forever. Sure, there's still a whole lot of work to be done, but we know we can turn things around together because we are the next generation of DU conservationists. And with a little help from you, our future is looking really bright. Ducks Unlimited, working for conservation for generations to come. A public service from Ducks Unlimited. Back to Bass Pro Shops Outdoor World on Rural Radio, Sirius XM. And welcome back to Bass Pro Shops Outdoor World. If you just tuned in, we're visiting with co-host of Jim Shockey's Hunting Adventures, none other than Eva Shockey Brent. Eva, you've got a new television show on Outdoor Channel. Tell us about it. 
Yes, we are so excited. It's called My Outdoor Family. It airs on Monday nights, Outdoor Channel, at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. We're actually, we only have two episodes left of this season because it started a few few weeks ago. People are loving it, and it's so exciting because it's an outdoor show. It's about family. It's about God. It's about adventures. But it's about just your everyday family that everyone can relate to because I used to go travel the world and go to Africa and go to Argentina and be on the top of the mountains and these incredible places, which is amazing. And I love it so much, but right in this season of my life, I have two kids under three. I have a busy husband. I have a job that keeps me busy. So we are showing people how you can love the outdoors and how you can be a positive impact to your kids by just bringing them out. Even if it's just in your backyard or if it's checking trail cameras or if it's looking for animals and it's just, trying to inspire people to get out there because we all get so caught up and busy in today's world. There are some easy ways you can do it and still get them out and take an adventure and hopefully create the next generation of outdoor loving humans, just like we all are. Great stuff. Well, look, tell us again, when and where can our listeners catch the show? And how about in 2020? Tell us about that. So we, this is our first season. It's My Outdoor Family, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on Outdoor Channel is when it currently airs. There's only six or two episodes left out of six that we filmed, and hopefully we're going to film another season. So as long as people like the show, which so far it's been doing very well, and we're really excited about it, they can just let Outdoor Channel know that they want to hear more or see more, and hopefully we'll film some more episodes. Well, I think we find a lot of people in this world that uh, are in that busy, busy, hectic lifestyle that want to spend more time outdoors and i think that inspiration that they get from my outdoor family is going to be one that it's going to touch a lot of people and uh, i just wish you all the best in that well in addition to your new show of course uh you co-host with your dad on jim shockey's hunting adventures tell us what it's like to co-host with your dad it is so incredible. It was such a wonderful, wonderful way to get involved with the outdoor industry in such a natural way because if you would ask me 10 years ago if I would be heavily in the outdoor industry as my career, I would have said there's no chance. I mean, what would I be doing? And it's just been a natural progression because I started filming with him well, when I was really little, actually, but when I got out of college and graduated and I said, I want to learn how to hunt. And I had no intention of doing it as a job, but I started hunting on his show because it's our family business. And that's if you want to hunt, you're going to be filmed for it. And it just turned into just this crazy passion because I got to see through his eyes what he loved about the adventures and about the outdoors and about wildlife and nature and hunting and shooting and all those wonderful things that we all love so much. I got to experience them right by his side. And that was incredible, seeing him do something that he just loves beyond, other than family and God, he loves beyond everything else. And um, that that love and passion grew in me, and now I have it, and hopefully going to pass it on to my kids in the same way that he did. So it's a, it was a blessing, and I'm very, very grateful I got to do that for the last 10 years. Well, I know that uh, it has been a blessing, and it's been a blessing to a lot of people that have, you know, followed you and on your journey. And uh you know, the example that you've set, but you mentioned family. How about your mother, brothers? Uh, tell us how they're involved in uh, in the television aspect of the, of the business. So my brother's producer. He produces our new show called My Outdoor Family, but then he also produces my dad's other show, which is um, originally was called The Professionals, and then it morphed into Uncharted, and now it's Uncharted Yukon. So it sort of had a long, long run, which is incredible. My brother's very talented, very smart, very good at what he does. Has won more awards for outdoor television than anyone else <laughs> on the planet in the outdoor channel. Um, and my mom does not hunt. She is the sweetest human in the entire universe and is basically just the hub of our family because we're all so busy. We're all running a million miles in direction an hour. And she's like the grounded one that just, we call her. My dad and I fight over her because we're constantly trying to call her. <laughs> and she'll be like, oh, your dad's calling. And I'll be like, don't answer, don't answer. I'm talking to you right now. So we just love her. It, it takes an army to run a family like this and run a family business. And it's great to have someone that's not as heavily involved because otherwise we'd probably all go a little bit cuckoo. Yeah, well, that's great. Well, look, you know, when it comes to viewership or the number of impressions or the number of followers, social media is where it's at. It's it's so powerful. If you would, give us a feel for your social media presence. Gosh, social media is something that is just shocking how much power it really has and Years ago, it seemed like it was just something for fun for, I think Facebook was started for college kids and it 
obviously morphed into something extremely much, much bigger than that. So I have nearly, I guess, nearly 2 million followers across Facebook and Instagram and Twitter um, and Pinterest. And that's an amazing number when you think about it, that you can you can get 2 million people to see a post that you're putting out at any given time. And so what I've learned, and thank goodness I was old enough and responsible enough and had a head on my shoulders when this all started, that everything you put out there is not only representing you, it's representing your entire industry and your company and your brand and all those things. So you have to really take it seriously. So I'm not just posting any given photo and posting any caption. I'm putting something out there with the intention that it's going to impact somebody. It's going to show somebody, their kids might see it, their daughters might see it. And I want it to leave a lasting impression for whatever reason. So for me and my brand, that is whether it's about hunting, whether it's about outdoors, whether it's about family, whether it's about living a healthy lifestyle or feel at the table or eating eating well I mean all those positive things I try to make sure every post is showing something to do with that because two million eyeballs that are seeing your post if you mess that up and you put out one bad thing you're going to better believe that the brand that you built for all those years is going to be affected and you're being a bad representative of the outdoor community and I have to keep that in mind every single day no matter what I'm doing. So it's it's amazing you can use it for good or you can use it for bad and I I thankfully I do my best every single day and I've done a pretty good job so far to use it in a positive way and hopefully I've impacted a few people and made their lives a little more outdoorsy or family oriented or god oriented or healthier one of those things that I try to represent. Yeah, well, you have, and I tell you, I wish that our entire hunting community would follow those same guidelines because we are getting killed on social media for those that aren't tasteful in what they put up there, and we just cannot afford to feed the uh, uh, those that are against us with that kind of stuff. Here, very quickly, uh, in the last 15 seconds, how can listeners find you on social media? Where and how? I yeah, I'm on evashaki.com is my website or on all the social media platforms. I'm just at evashaki. So Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, and I'm on there every single day so you won't miss me. Well, that's great. Well, look, we got to take our next break. We return, going to continue our visit with Eva. This and a whole lot more coming right up. I'm Rob Keck, your host right here on Bass Pro Shops Outdoor World. Thanks for joining us, and we will be right back. In 1912, Theodore Roosevelt said, There can be no greater issue than that of conservation in this country. More than a century later, his statement has never been more meaningful. The Theodore Roosevelt Conservation Partnership promotes Roosevelt's commitment to the sporting life by guaranteeing that all Americans have quality places to hunt and fish. Visit trcp.org to learn more and take action. Hey everybody, I'm Easton Corbin, and I grew up in the smallest county in the state of Florida. And that's a long ways from Nashville, let alone elk country. But I've been hunting all my life, and I've always dreamed of chasing elk. When I came out west and heard my first bugle, I was hooked. I just had to roll with it. Now I want to make sure that dream will be here for tomorrow's hunters. If you feel the same way, make a difference and join the Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation by going to www.rmef.org. Back to Bass Pro Shops Outdoor World on Rural Radio, Sirius XM. And welcome back to Bass Pro Shops Outdoor World, and thanks for joining us. And if you've just tuned in, we're visiting with only the second woman to ever grace the cover of Field of Stream magazine, Eva Shockey Brent. Eva, as the daughter of professional hunter, outdoor television producer and host, your dad, Jim Shockey, you have been in the outdoor industry since birth and you know as i understand please correct me if i'm wrong your childhood dreams revolved around competitive dance but you know that dream shifted for one in the outdoors and hunting with your dad at age 21 you mentioned uh, that earlier uh, about uh, you know when you left college that uh, you know it it was something you wanted to do tell us about that tell us about that transition How'd that take place? Yeah. For me, I grew up with wild game. I grew up with going on adventures and going on hunts, even though I was not the hunter at the time when I was younger. My mom is not a hunter. She is. She was a 
competitive dancer, ballerina, actress, model. She was actually a vegetarian when she met my dad. So she couldn't be more opposite of my dad. But I mean, they've been, <laughs> they just celebrated their 35th wedding anniversary. So obviously they, <laughs> they chose really well, but it's just, it was something in me that I didn't know I had the love for hunting. And when I graduated college, I, like I mentioned, I didn't do it because I thought I was getting into the outdoor industry as a job by any means. I never had that in my mind. I was planning, I had a marketing degree. I had all these big plans and goals of what I was going to go do, but I just wanted to learn how to hunt because when I went to college for the first time, I went all the way from Canada where I live to Australia to do my degree. And I quickly realized that you can't just get wild game from the grocery store and you can't live that field at the table lifestyle unless you source it yourself. And so I asked my dad to teach me how to hunt. And that quickly turned into, as we all know, a love for it, a passion. I just adored the adventure and got addicted to just traveling and being in new places and hiking to the next mountain peak. And it was just a shift that I realized um, it was missing in me. I understood why he was so passionate about it. So I was competing in dance. And when I started hunting right after college, and I just got so busy traveling and hunting, and I couldn't do both, and I chose hunting, and I still miss dancing, and I try to do it as much as I can, but for me, hunting it was more of a 365-day lifestyle that I could live and um, have now you know, grown into my marriage and into my children, and we've just expanded, and I'm, I definitely would not have it any other way. Well, you put it in God's hands, and you know, we never know what's around the corner, and uh, you know, obviously, uh, what, a, what a gift it has been. Well, Hunting, you know, there's people out there that aren't against it, but they might ask you, Eva, why do you like hunting? What is the appeal of hunting to you? You've touched on a little bit in the previous answer, but what's the appeal? So, yeah, I touched on it. I think for me, it's family. A lot of people learn to hunt from their family, so more of a traditional aspect. I love that. I love the fact that we're all so busy. I mean, my job is social media and media, television, filming. So we're always in front of computers and screens and cameras. And to me, hunting is about unplugging. And although I still do have a camera when I'm hunting, I keep that in mind that I'm sharing it with people. And that's that's my role is to share what I'm doing. But for a lot of people, you get to just leave your phone at home. You get to unplug. You get to just go appreciate nature. And I love that so much. I love the fact, like I said, I, I care about the food that I put into my body. I'm really careful about what I purchase and versus what I source myself. And hunting for me is a way to fill my freezer and know exactly where that meat came from. And I love that. And then on top of all of this, obviously, as hunters, we're the biggest conservationists in the world. And we raise the most money for animal conservation of any other group on the planet. So having that at the back of your mind, in addition to all these wonderful things that selfishly I love, the unplugging and the field the table and all that, like there's just no, there's really no negative aspect to it. And on top of that, I do understand people that don't want to hunt. My mom doesn't hunt. And I've been grateful to have that perspective too, because I don't think everyone should hunt. And I, you'll never hear me forcing people that, you know, what I do is better than what you do. But what I do think is everyone should respect each other. So if someone doesn't want to eat meat, I respect that, but I want them to also respect the, how I'm going about getting my meat. And that's, I think a good way for the world could do with a little bit more respect for other opinions. Well, I think what you've just said there really, uh, you know, answers part of the next question I have. You know, we've we've got a lot of, of hunters in our community, male and female, that uh, talk to the public, uh, many of them non-hunters. And I'm not talking about the anti-hunters now, but how do you recommend, what would you recommend to them on how you talk to non-hunters out there to, to build the case that what we do is good. Uh, it leads to the quality of life for so many people. What's your advice to them? Yes, absolutely. And I've been very lucky to have a wonderful role model of my dad to watch who's walked the walk and already had to deal with the negatives, the positives and all that. So I've, I had a leg up on having someone to ask questions and bounce off ideas because if anyone's dealt with negativity and hatred about what I do, I would be one of those people that can really speak from example and speak from experience. Um, I think the biggest thing is that we are hunters. So yeah, you may be a hunter and I may be a hunter, but we're representing all hunters. So even if I'm talking to my neighbor about hunting or I'm talking to 2 million people on social media, I'm influencing that person in one way or the other. And you want to set a good example and you want to remember that whatever words are coming out of your mouth or behavior as a hunter 
you are representing all of us. And so if you make hunters look bad or if you do the wrong thing, if you don't follow the rules or if you try to shock someone by having blood everywhere and like, you know, making them uncomfortable, that's, that's not going to make people respect hunters more. And so you just have to keep in mind everything that you're saying, you need to make sure that you're putting a good light on hunters in general. So, you know, be respectful of the animals, follow hunt ethically hunt legally obviously um hunters are not poachers and you need to make sure people understand that we we follow rules there's very specific guidelines that biologists have set out for us and we're raising money along the way i mean there's so many wonderful things you can pull from and if you need ideas follow some people on social media and we're often sharing good ideas and the field to table and the conservation all those elements that you can teach people about and i honestly believe that people really understood the basics of hunting and the reason why we hunt, they would have a lot more respect for it and we wouldn't have so many problems with the media and people disliking it. Yeah. Well, so well said, so well said. Look, uh, here we just have a less than a minute before we take our next break, but what advice would you give to other females wanting to, to place their future in the hunting industry? I think don't be intimidated. Hunting is a male-dominated industry, as we probably all can agree, but I think the tables are turning a little bit. Females are the fastest-growing demographic in the hunting industry, which is incredible, and I really feel like I've experienced that firsthand. I've been right smack in the middle of that change, because when I was young, there were barely any women in the outdoor shows and events, and now you go, and I mean, there's plenty, plenty, plenty of women of all ages so just have confidence learn from people don't come in with a big attitude you, the more you learn and absorb you can really i think use that to your advantage and just have fun show people that you're there for the right reasons you're not there for social media numbers you're there because you love the outdoors and that grows your social media numbers if that's what you're looking for or just grows your experiences if you're in it for that well look we're out of time here in the first half of our show but when we return We've got another segment with Eva Shockey, Brent, this and much more coming right up. And I'm Rob Keck, and you're listening to Bass Pro Shops Outdoor World, and we will be right back. Sirius XM's Rural Radio, your gateway to the rural lifestyle. This is Rob Keck, host of Bass Pro Shops Outdoor World, with the latest information about hunting, fishing, and more. This is Janet Atkinson, host of FFA Today, your in-depth look at the nation's premier youth organization. Get connected with Real Ag Radio. This is Sean Haney. We'll talk markets, agronomy, machinery, and cover the real-time issues affecting farmers and ranchers in all of North America. Rural Radio, Sirius XM 147, or listen on the Sirius XM app. Concerned about your local quail populations? Do you care about wildlife, the environment, and our outdoor heritage? Join Quail Forever today and make a difference for wildlife in your area. Quail Forever empowers local chapters with the tools to improve habitat for your area's quail populations. To join or start your own local Quail Forever chapter, contact the Quail Forever National Headquarters toll-free at 1-866-457-8245 or on the web at www.quailforever.org. Back to Bass Pro Shops Outdoor World on Rural Radio, Sirius XM. And welcome back to Bass Pro Shops Outdoor World. And I'm Rob Keck, and I hope that you're enjoying this visit we're having with Eva Shockey. Thanks for joining us. And, uh, you know, this person that we're interviewing, that, that we're talking with today, Fox Business News called the new face of hunting. And I am proud to tell you she's also a Cabela's ambassador, Eva Shockey Brent. Eva you were only the second woman to ever grace the cover of Field Stream Magazine, second only to Queen Elizabeth. You were voted through Field Stream Magazine, a poll that, that named you the, the most admired, prominent outdoors woman. And Fox Business News refers to you as the new face of hunting. What kind of pressure does that type of high-level recognition place on you? It's a really incredible position to be in because I've always done well under pressure that's when I thrive I'm like a procrastinator and I, I'm the kind of person that studied until four in the morning the night before and I would do great on it because that's that's how I <laughs> that's just how my brain works so it's I probably have the right personality to do that but really it's a huge honor because I get to represent so many people out there that maybe don't have that platform and I get to stand up there and be in a mainstream media position where I can open people's eyes up to why we hunt and why we love the outdoors and the conservation aspect. And people also, I think, when they see me on the camera, they might 
stop and listen because they're like, that's strange. You know, that's not who the stereotypical person I would think would be a hunter. And I love that. Obviously you can think of that in a negative way that people stereotype me, but I think it's a great thing because I get people to actually listen and maybe give hunting a chance if they wouldn't have otherwise. And then they're open up to the world once they hear some of the wonderful positive ways that hunters are making impact and why we hunt and how we relate it to family and conservation and wild game and all those other aspects and it's just been it's been a really incredible ride didn't expect it but i'm very grateful for the platform i've been given well certainly you can touch people that so many of us have been in the industry for a long time will never touch and that makes it very very special well there's an old saying that when you become big and you become successful you become a target well you being in the limelight how do you handle the attacks from those who oppose you and and oppose your position as a professional hunter. And I'm talking about the antis now at this at this question. I dealt with this quite a bit over the last decade. When I first asked my dad to teach me how to hunt, I was 20, and he took me aside, and the first conversation he had was, as soon as you pull that trigger, you're going to be a target because you will be a hunter no matter if you hate hunting and try to go back on it. You're always going to be a hunter in people's eyes. And I said, okay, I get that. And he said, no, but you really have to understand in the limelight you have a last name that anti-hunters are already attacking let alone having a 20 year old female attached to that last name and he wanted to just make sure I could handle that and I don't know if I fully understood (laughs) the weight of what he was telling me but over the years I really did I had one day I had 5,000 death threats in a single day and I stopped counting at 5,000 and that's something I've dealt with over the years Yeah, it's just been because people don't understand what it is that, um, you know, why we do what we do. And I think at the end of the day, you just have to have thick skin, but you also have to do things in your life that you're truly, you truly believe are good. So I believe hunting is good. If I was doing something that I thought was a little bit shady and people were attacking me for it, I could see how I could back down. But if you really believe in it and you understand the base of it and the purpose for it, and you believe it's making a positive impact and your voice about that subject can make a positive impact you have to think in the bigger picture and realize okay i'm getting some anti-hunters against me but i'm actually impacting more people in the in the big picture and hopefully more people will get out there and hunt and spend time in the outdoors and with their family so i try to remember that and keep it in perspective great 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 comments and great great words to live by and you serve on the hunting and shooting sports uh, conservation council which is a federal advisory council advising the sectors of interior and agriculture on hunting, shooting, and conservation matters. And as you look to the future of hunting in this country, are there any words that you'd care to share as we work as we work hard to preserve our rich hunting heritage and want to pass it on? Yes, I, I'm incredibly honored to be on that council. It's amazing to be there among all those wonderful people that have done so many good things for the outdoor industry over the years. I think the biggest thing is that we are all influencers, and I'm on that council because I've been able to influence people over the last decade of to, about the outdoors. And so I've now gone from this little social media account to being able to be on one of the most incredible, influential councils in the outdoor world that we could even imagine. I mean, I didn't even know that existed when I was younger. And I think the base of it is that every single person is an influencer. We are responsible for our words and our actions and making sure that they're representing us in a positive way, which is what I said before. And that's how the the next generation is going to keep our hunting heritage that we're all working so hard for. So if you represent us in a good way, if you bring your kids out or next generation out and teach them to love the outdoors and respect animals and nature, that's how the hunting heritage is going to continue. And that that's, I think, my role on the council is to help help push that. Well, you're doing that. Of course, you and I were in Washington, D.C. just a couple weeks ago, and uh, certainly your presence is felt, and uh, the leadership you provide is just, just off the charts. Why don't you share again how our listeners can find and follow you, because I think it's important that they do, the kind of example that you set. It's so, so important. Share that again with us, if you would. Yes, I, you can find me on my website, www.evashockey.com, or I'm on all social media channels, at Eva Shockey. So Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, all at Eva Shockey, and I'm on there daily. So it's pretty hard to miss me if you find me. Look, before I give you a chance to say a final word, I know there's listeners out there saying, okay, Eva, you've hunted around the world. If you had one critter to hunt, what would it be? 
Oh my goodness. Uh, oh gosh, probably. <laughs> well, really, I think the most important thing for me is anything with my family. So if it's my husband or my dad, if I can hunt with them, but if my husband and my dad and I can all hunt together, it would be in the Yukon probably for moose. <laughs> That's a yeah. pretty spoiled answer, but it's a, it's the most beautiful place. I, I compare it. I think it's as close to heaven as you'll ever get on earth. Yeah, great answer. I would agree with you. That's my favorite, too. I love it up there. And, uh, you know, as we come down here to the last 30 seconds, how about a final word and a Christmas wish you want to share with our listeners? Oh, I just hope everyone has a wonderful Christmas, wonderful holiday season, and just takes time to appreciate the small things, appreciate your family, unplug a little bit. Get them outdoors would be my number one. And just remember, the reason why we're all celebrating the season is Jesus and not Santa and all the presents, which is what my toddler is a little confused on right now. (laughs) Well said. Eva, we're out of time. Thanks so much for being with us. Thanks for who you are and for being the power and the powerful and passionate voice for hunters and hunting. Hug those little ones. Have the merriest of Christmases ever. Merry Christmas to you and, and to your husband. And When we return, we're going to meet up with another all-star performer from the shooting sports, the founder and president of Shoot Like a Girl, Karen Butler. This is Rob Keck. You're listening to Bass Pro Shops Outdoor World, and we will be right back. Today's hunters are facing some real challenges. Nationally, we lose 6,000 acres of upland habitat every day. Hunter numbers are not keeping pace with population growth. Each of these puts our hunting lifestyle in danger. With your help, the National Wild Turkey Federation is tackling these challenges head on with its Save the Habitat, Save the Hunt initiative. Our volunteers have committed to increase wild turkey populations and protect our hunting heritage by improving 4 million acres of habitat, creating 1.5 million new hunters and opening half a million new acres to public hunting. Join the NWTF today to help make these bold goals a reality. Visit nwtf.org for more information and to find out how you can help protect our way of life. Back to Bass Pro Shops Outdoor World on Rural Radio, Sirius XM. And welcome back to Bass Pro Shops Outdoor World right here on Rural Radio. And if you've just tuned in, we're introducing our next guest and I can tell you I've been with this lovely lady before, and we're privileged to have what I consider another outdoor star in Karen Butler. She, uh, well, the Outdoor Life magazine named her as one of their top 20 leaders uh, in hunting, fishing, and conservation. She's been a member of Team Elk, uh, the Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation's television show where she appeared. Karen is the founder and president of Shoot Like a Girl, a company that's dedicated to the growing number of women who participate in the shooting sports by empowering them with confidence. Well, Karen, she's traveled the world with the U.S. Army as a civilian employee, and in 2006, she won the Colorado State Championship in the Women's Bowhunter Freestyle Division and has competed nationally and internationally in bow shooting competitions. And I can tell you she's an avid big game and a small game hunter and competes uh, and has meddled in the CMP Rimfire Sporter Rifle Competitions. She's a featured speaker, conducts numerous seminars. She's a radio and television personality and an NRA certified pistol instructor. Well, I can tell you, patriotism runs deep in this family, and patriotism and service to our country, uh, I can tell you that it's throughout. Karen's husband, Todd, uh, First Sergeant, U.S. Marine Corps, retired, veteran of Desert Storm and Operation Iraqi Freedom and Operation Enduring Freedom. They have two sons, Danny, uh, who also served uh, in Operation Enduring Freedom. He was a helicopter pilot in the U.S. Army. And Ed, who was a Navy corpsman uh, and also the father of grandson Ben. Well, I want to welcome back to Outdoor World a lady who is a leader, passionate, competitive on the firing line, kind, warm, and welcoming. Karen Butler. Karen, Merry Christmas and welcome back to Outdoor World Radio. Merry Christmas and thank you so much for that kind tribute to my family. I'm so proud of of my family and all that they've done for our for our nation and for everything. So that that makes me smile this morning. Thank you for that. Well, you're quite welcome. And we can't say thank you enough to all those that have served our listeners. Very patriotic and they love to hear of the service of 
of so many people that have given so much. Well, Karen, why did you start Shoot Like a Girl? We got people out there saying, what the heck is this? And why did you do this? Yeah, so Shoot Like a Girl, the, the reason I started it. So um, Todd is actually my second marriage, and we're very happily married. But when I was younger, I, I got married early in life, and I got a divorce, and I found myself losing my confidence. You know, the one thing I was supposed to do as a woman was raise my family and bring them up correctly. And, and I just, uh, it didn't work out for me. And my friends saw that when my kids were with their biological father, I was sad. I mean, I was the Cub Scout leader, the, the baseball coach. And, you know, then my kids were gone for two weeks out of the month. And I found myself, you know, kind of getting a little bitter. And my friends are like, nope, we're taking you camping. And I got a chance to shoot for the first time. And that shooting experience really did impact my life, um, change a trajectory, which is really not a pun. But there is something so self-satisfying and gratifying when you aim at a target, you squeeze a trigger, you release an arrow, and you hit where you're wanting. Um, I remember, so the first time I started shooting, we were shooting Gatorade bottles out in the out on the backside of Pikes Peak Mountain. And I was shooting a rifle at it, and I shot the orange cap off that Gatorade bottle. And I started shooting that orange cap over and over and over again. And with each time that I saw that little cap flip up, it was doing something inside me that I had no idea it was doing. It was building my confidence back in myself. And I'd always been a confident woman. I had a very successful career with the Army. But when I had that experience of that total control of what I was doing and the result, oh, my gosh, you know, Rob, everybody who, who shoots understands that feeling. And I wanted to share that with women. Um, I really think that every woman, if, if they had the opportunity to try it, just like I had the opportunity to try it, it would do something more than just shoot. Them, they would get that experience of that confidence, and I wanted to bring that confidence to women around the country. And today, thanks to the help from Bass Pro Shops and Cabela's, we're able to do that. And we've introduced over 22,000 women. And the thing that is consistent with all of those women is they come back with the message that, man, that made me feel confident. I feel empowered. I feel great. And uh, and that was why why I started Shoot Like Girl because every woman should feel that. Well, look, great, great story. We're just running short on time here, but I just want to congratulate you on celebrating your 10th anniversary of the program. You just published Shoot Like a Girl and your report uh, here in just the last minute uh, or so. Give us a rundown of your year. Oh, we had uh, 21,000 miles, 26 locations, 2,800 women plus. Um, and lines out the door for the first time ever. So it was a great year um, traveling the country at Bass Pro Shops and Cabela's. Well, that's great. Well, look, recent surveys on hunting and shooting participation see the biggest growth coming from women. Why are we seeing this growing number of females in the ranks of hunters and recreational shooters? Well, I think a, part, a lot of it is the confidence that comes from shooting sports. I'd say it's because I shoot like a girl, honestly, but... Um, the um, women are looking for more time. And when they can go to the range with their families, it's something that they can do with their families and have a great experience. Um, it just is a natural progression to go out and do something fun. Yeah. Well, look here, just in the last minute, Karen, you inspire, you introduce, you instruct thousands of women into the shooting and the hunting sports. How would you recommend someone who has never shot a firearm or a bow in getting started, what what would you what would you tell them? Well, I tell them to come visit Shoot Like a Girl if they can, but if not, they can look online and find an instructor near them, or go to their local Bass Pro Shops and Cabela's and go up to the counter, go to the archery desk, and say, "Hey, I don't do this, but I want to learn." And those outfitters will have a plethora of resources available to kind of guide them in the right direction and help them get started on their journey of shooting sports. But basically, well, they just got to go do it. Yeah, well, great job, and uh, we're going to take uh, our final break of the show. Folks, when we return, we're going to continue this fun, educational, inspiring visit with Karen, and you're listening to Bass Pro Shops Outdoor World. This is Rob Keck, and we will be right back. 
Years ago, sportsmen led the first revolt to save what was left of North America's dwindling wildlife resources, and it took purpose and commitment. This crusade began with Theodore Roosevelt's forming the Boone and Crockett Club in 1887. Since then, sportsmen and women have been at the forefront of every environmental revolution in this country, providing the vision, funding, and manpower to establish and run what has become the most successful system of wildlife management in the history of mankind. Yet to this day, our story remains relatively unknown, especially to those who don't hunt or fish. We must tell this story, but we need to do more than that. We must insist that others who claim to be conservationists but work tirelessly on campaigns to end all hunting honestly examine the evidence and then ask themselves where would the wildlife they cherish be without sportsmen's dollars and without sportsmen's efforts. Conservation had a beginning, but it has no end. To learn more, visit booneandcrocketclub.com. Back to Bass Pro Shops Outdoor World on Rural Radio, Sirius XM. And welcome back to our final segment of Bass Pro Shops Outdoor World. If you've just tuned in, we're visiting with a lady who Outdoor Life magazine named one of the top 20 leaders in hunting, fishing, and conservation. She's the founder and president of Shoot Like a Girl, Karen Butler. Karen, tell us more about uh, your shooting trailer that you've taken to women coast to coast. Uh, quite impressive. I've been in it. And tell, tell our listeners about this. Well, so it's 53 feet long, and it's a big, full-size semi-tractor trailer pulled by a giant freight liner. Um, and we have three stations in it that women can shoot a pistol, rifle, and a bow. It's, it's quite impressive, and it's a really high-class act. Well... Walk us through the scenario. Let, let's say we've got a new shooter, and uh, they come to the trailer, and uh, h- how do they – give us sort of a, uh, a snapshot of what they would do shooting their way through the trailer, if I can express it that way. Yep, I, I love that. So they come in, and they sign in, and they um, sign at our kiosk, and then they go to the pistol station where they'll shoot 10 rounds from a pistol under the guidance and instruction of a certified instructor that's going to make sure that they have proper form, stance, grip, side alignment. They shoot 10 rounds with that pistol, and then they move to our AR platform rifle, and they shoot 10 rounds with that gun, again, under the care and instruction of a wonderful instructor. I, and I will just say our instructors really are the key to our success because we find these women across the country that are just dedicated to empowering these women with that confidence we talked about earlier. Um, And then we have a live fire archery range and we literally show women that they can pull a bow back and and experience that. It's really exciting to watch women that think they can't track a slide or can't pull a bow back suddenly discover that they are capable of doing that. And it's just, it's a joy to watch, but they, and then they go outside and we have a gun counter outside where they can go through about 22 different handguns and we help them determine which guns they like best not which guns we think they should like best but the gun that they actually like the best so if they're going to purchase a firearm they can go purchase the one that they uh, chose themselves well certainly these experiences have have a tremendous impact on on these women and what have you seen what's been the impact of these events on all those that go through the program well, it's quite exciting. So they, um, first off, we get a lot of women that report that they're confident. So the testimonials we get are crazy, but 73% of those women that go through our program have increased participation in outdoor events and shooting sports. 40% end up with an improved attitude about um, firearms. And so we're kind of changing that discussion um, and and really 50% plan on taking safety classes. And that's really important as we stress, you know, shooting sports, there's a responsibility to be safe when you're participating in any activity. And they're taking that responsibility seriously and they're going on and getting further training and, and safety training. Well, look, you had an open letter to your corporate partners and you talk about the how of Shoot Like a Girl. You talk about the what of the program and the why are we seeing growing numbers of females in the ranks of hunters and shooters? Talk to us very quickly about the how, the what, and the why. Well, the how is they get a quick introduction through our trailer. 
Um, the what is really the impact to them in terms of the confidence and the empowering feeling that they get. Um, but for the industry, we're actually growing the number of women that are shooting. You know, we have 75% of the ladies that shoot with us commit to purchasing a gun, 43% to com commit to purchasing a bow. And really 31% of those ladies want to hunt, but don't. And so we're really able to identify these ladies that are eager to join our ranks and we can work with them and give them resources and tools so that they can actually go out and enjoy the great outdoors like we do. Well, very exciting. And uh, I know you've got a lot of great plans here uh, coming into 2020, uh, your coast to coast tour. Why don't you share with our listeners uh, maybe some of the places you're going to be and uh, where all it's going to take you? Yeah, well, currently we're going to be in 20 locations. And when we say coast to coast tour this year, we're actually touching the Pacific and the Atlantic in this in this tour and pretty much all stops in between. And so um, listeners can go on our Facebook page and see all that list of events and, and sign up if they're near one of those areas. Um, but Tulalip, Washington and Myrtle Beach, those are our two kind of coast to coast endpoints. And it's going to be a great year. Well, I'm sure it is. Uh, you've had a great run, 10 years. Uh, you know, over the last decade, what have you seen from where you started to where you are right now? Oh, Rob, that's a great question because it really does take me back and it humbles me um, because I really didn't have this. I had a vision, but I didn't know it would come reality. And it didn't come reality without the great help from all of our corporate partners but as I look at the program and over 22,000 women that have been through our program, it's just mind boggling to me that I've been graced with the ability to help change and improve those women's lives through giving them an activity that they can enjoy for the rest of their lives with their families for generations to come. It's just, it's very humbling. It makes me very reflective and, and very grateful well, I'm so proud of you, what you've done. And I know there's listeners out there saying, okay, how can I find you? How can I follow you? Give us, give us some uh, particular details on how folks can find more about Shoot Like a Girl. Yeah, we're at shootlikeagirl.com, and we do have our, our schedule there. And then our Facebook is SLG Inc. 2, um, and that goes with our Instagram account. We look forward to you joining our page and following us there. Well, exciting. How about a final word here in the last 30 seconds and then a Christmas wish? You know, I thought about my Christmas wish, and I just wish that everyone, all of your listeners can find that peace and confidence and time that they get to spend with their families when they stop a second and just go out and enjoy the great outdoors and, and have a, I hope they all have a blessed and very Merry Christmas. Well, Merry Christmas to you. We're out of time, Karen. Thanks so much for being with us, and thanks for who you are and introducing and helping so many women in hunting and the shooting sports. And I hope you, Todd, your family have the merriest of Christmases ever. Well, folks, that's going to wrap it up right here in Bass Pro Shops Outdoor World. I'm Rob Keck. On behalf of Bass Pro Shops, where your adventure always starts right here. Thanks for answering the call. That call to preserving our rich hunting, fishing, and trapping heritage. Merry Christmas. This has been Bass Pro Shops Outdoor World, talking all things outdoors, brought to you by Bass Pro Shops, your outdoor leader. Join us next Saturday and every Saturday for more special guests and unique locations. 